across the land. Evil should not have the upper hand. A podcast will kill this wicked blight. A mighty guild of geeks arise. Welcome to Culture Zoo, the Mighty Guild of Geeks. I'm Levi. And I'm Rosalind. So, Rosalind, this is episode 21 of the Mighty Guild of Geeks. And um, why don't you tell people what we do on this show? So, this is, um, we we talk about something that interests us. Right now, we are doing the summer of Miyazaki. Yes. So, we are going through Hayao Miyazaki's uh, films. Um, in chronological order. One by one in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Um, chronological. I think I added another syllable. Chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> um, making it fancy. Yeah. And um, so we are on um, the sixth movie. Have we been doing this? I think it's I think six. it's six. Yeah. Whispers of the Heart. Whisper of the Heart. Whispers or Whisper? Whisper. Of Whisper. The heart. A... 1995 mm-hmm. film, not actually directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. But written and storyboarded by him. Um, and other times on Culture Zoo, we will talk about comics, mm-hmm. um, we will talk about movies, and we will talk about books on occasion. Yes. Um, generally of a geeky flavor. Kind yeah. of geek culture is what we do. And we like to keep things clean around here for the family. Safe for all ages. <laughs> yes, you can let it play if your kids are in the room. That's right. Should be pretty safe. We won't drop any swear, swear words on Yes. You. Although if we ever do feel the need to do a mature episode, we will, we'll, we'll preface it, big, right? Big warnings. Yeah. We'll yeah. do kind of a Paul McCusker thing. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Hi. My name's Levi. If your parents aren't listening with yeah. you, I'd ask you to pause the podcast and go get them so you can talk about this together. I love that warning because it would like send chills down my spine. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, it's going to be so oh, scary. it's going to be a good one. <laughs> that's, a, that's an inside joke yes. a little bit. All right. So, yeah. Um, and how can people find us if they want to? Well, we are on WordPress. Um, mm-hmm. One drawing a day. Mm-hmm. Dot. WordPress or at WordPress? One drawing a day dot WordPress.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Levi, you are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What is your Twitter handle? Um, we are on Twitter at CZU Podcast. And Instagram at Culture Zoo Podcast. That's right. And you can generally get in touch with us there. Um, send us recommendations. We are also on Facebook, too. So just search yeah. for Culture Zoo on Facebook. You can find us there. Send us recommendations. Send us ideas, comments, feedback. Also, correct corrections, because um, uh-huh. I was listening to ours last week, and I really wanted to correct myself like four oh. times. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we're not, we hold ourselves to a really high standard on this <laughs> yes, show. exactly. Um, we have a lot of uh, accountability. That's and- right. Well, we take our journalism seriously. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, if we've said something wrong, yeah, please correct us. And if you like what you hear, of course, review us. Leave a leave a rating on iTunes. It actually is the best place to leave feedback for us um, on iTunes. Just search for Culture Zoo. And um, if you like what you hear. Share the love. That's yes. all we can say. And we'll do something special for you. Yeah. If you leave us a review. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, we are talking about... We are into the into number six of the Summer of Miyazaki on Whisper of the Heart. And technically, like I said, not a full Miyazaki film. So, this was directed by... Um, 
I'm Yoshifumi Kondo. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he, this is the only film he ever directed. Oh. Have a sad story. So he was an animator at Ghibli, and he was mentored by Miyazaki. And Miyazaki was trying to kind of bring him on as like the, his uh, heir, I right. guess you could say, um, to directing. Um, and so he, this was his first film that he was going to do. And he died shortly after this film came out, I believe, of like a brain aneurysm or something that was stress related. Oh, so, yeah. that's awful. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was, it was related to kind of the pressure, I think, oh, of doing this. That's um, really sad. Was, yeah. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he, he died. So it's, it's sad. This is kind of a sad film because it, it's the only, the only work by this um, one artist in collaboration with Miyazaki. Well, I think if you're going to leave one work, I would be proud to leave this mm-hmm. work as my work. Yeah, it's definitely, it's like, not bad. Um, so yeah, so I'll go out and just cards on the table front. This is one of my favorite Ghibli films. So good. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's near the top for me in many ways. It may be, oddly enough, even though it's not directed by Miyazaki, yeah. I love this film. Well, the writing is, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know is, what a director, yeah. an animated director, uh-huh. like how much of, yeah, that's how much say really he it. has, because the yeah. writing is just, the story is awesome. Yeah. I love the story. Yep. And so the story, it's, it's a little bit of a departure, and you can almost see why Miyazaki didn't necessarily direct it, because um, it's... It's a little. It's a departure from what you typically expect from a Miyazaki film, or even a Ghibli film. Like a, your typical um, Ghibli film is very much has a lot of elements of fantasy, um, very strong, fantastic elements mm-hmm. to it, um, kind of fairy tale esque uh, structures. And this is something very different than that. Yeah. Um, it's completely real life. There's no fantasy in it except for some fantasy sequences, um, but they all take place in a person's head. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's not a fantasy story. Um, it's very much just kind of a slice of life story um, set in Japan, I assume, in the 90s, just basically when this, yeah. you know, at, 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 in present day. It feels Japan. pretty 90s. Yeah. Um, and in Tokyo, so it's in a city. And... Um, Although I will say there is also a lot of continuity, I would say, with his other films, especially when it gets down to the way the characters, uh, just the characters yeah. themselves and the stories. So, um, Roz, why don't you kind of give us an overview of the plot? Okay. Bit. Well, like you said, it's Slice of Life. Um, the main character is Suzuki. Suzuku? Yeah. Suzuki. 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 I have to Fukushima. say... Um, it was like the names were really hard to follow for mm. me because they're just really mm-hmm. the names were hard to follow. They're, they're very <laughs> like I, I was like, who is that again? Am yeah. I like it's it kind of sounds like noises and you have yeah. to learn to identify them. Shizuku. But Shizuku. Um, uh-huh. So she is 15 and she which I had to look up because uh-huh. she is in her last year of junior high. But apparently in Japan, you're 15 okay. when you finish junior high and then you have high mm-hmm. school. Yeah. So it's a different than here yeah. yeah because it one of the things is is she going to go to high school yes so it's apparently, more like college yeah high school is kind of like the step before college but it's an optional step yeah. apparently in japan yeah um like high school is just really not optional in america right so that's that's an interesting difference it is yeah. um so she's in her last year of junior high mm-hmm. and um you kind of get a sense of her family life that she's almost a latchkey kid mm-hmm. even though her parents are loving and attentive mm-hmm. but they're both very busy and yeah her her family i 
liked mm-hmm. um, a lot. So you get the sense that yeah, it's a loving family. It's a good. It's a good family, but they're also a little bit sk- all kind of scatterbrained. Yeah, they're, and they're all kind of like doing their own thing. <laughs> they're all doing. They're all very busy with their own work. Mm-hmm. They love each other, um, and they're all kind of. They're. I got the sense that Japanese society, you, you always hear that, that they're very yeah. focused on education mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff. Achievement. And, and achievement. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of less so than that. Right. A, a little bit. I mean, they're, they're just not as, as together as. Yeah. Cause there's a moment when, um, and they kind of seem lower class a little, not lower they class. Seem they're poor. all intelligent. Yes. They're like all intellectual kind of, but they're poor. Well, the mother is getting her master's degree. Yeah. And so it seems like and they're her in father's a, a librarian. They're in a time of like financial, like mm-hmm. right now we don't have money cause mom's going to college yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, and I love the opening. So it's it's oh, this weird the opening. I, yeah, it's this weird ironic thing because yeah. it opens with Country Roads playing. Country Roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Beautiful version of by Country Olivia Newton John. Yeah, by Olivia Newton John. I, I was like, who's that? Japanese dub. If it's, it's not. I actually was listening to the songs on uh, YouTube, and it's. Okay. I believe at least. I think it's different, but okay. I'm not sure. I gotta say, it's gotta be better. That version is a great version it's of Country Roads. Yeah, it's so. It's good. this very kind of haunting, beautiful opening where it opens. It's like this con- choir yeah. of people. Yeah. Oh, the openings of these movies are so yeah. good. O- overlooking Tokyo, kind of from a high view, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's this ironic thing singing Country Roads yeah. in Tokyo, which yeah. is like, like a, a huge metropolis, yeah. right? Um, and it opens on that with this music playing. It starts following this girl home, which is Suzuku, mm-hmm. um, through the city. And they live in this kind of high-rise apartment. Not a high-rise. It's just like this normal industrial apartment. It looks really kind of lower class. Class. Yeah, yeah, it's not really nice. Tiny, yeah, but it's cute at the same time. There's something cute and charming I, like, about live it. There. Yeah, it's very tight. I mean, they're yeah. like shoved into this tiny little yeah. apartment. Her family. Yeah, there's just like books stacked to the ceiling. You know, it's just a very tight, close living quarters. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you just kind of get the slice of life of this little family. Yeah. Um, and she's uh, her, her big thing is she's um, working on a song. For their graduation mm-hmm. from junior high, mm-hmm. which is Country Roads, like her own interpretation. Yeah, of country she's roads. rewriting the lyrics to yeah. Country Roads. Yeah, and um, and she's a big reader. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Her kind of her character trait. She's trying to read twenty books over the break, and mm-hmm. she's obsessed with fairy tales. It comes mm-hmm. out. Everyone's like, "You're yeah. always reading," and yeah. So that's kind of her. And I loved the way they d- displayed that kind of interaction. There was just like these little moments of where she's reading, and then it like cuts to her like crying and eating chips <laughs> while know, she's reading I this book. Um, and it really just captured yeah. how stories just just it's. 
Yeah. Little little moments like that. There's again the the thing with Ghibli and, and Miyazaki is there's just so much attention to detail. There's yeah. so much subtle character. So many development. quiet moments that you're yeah. like, I could have been edited yeah. out, but they add so much. Yeah. And the one thing I loved about this movie that really jumped out to me over previous Miyazaki films was the sound design. And yeah. Um, there's just they do a lot of work. I guess I guess Totoro had that too. So I, I should take that back. But. Um, where you a lot of just interesting like little sound effects sounds yeah like, like when she sees him and goes this is yeah that, that's that's kind of a little bit more abstract but more just like you hear the crickets mm. the, there's all these like bugs in the background just kind of and then it gives you this real sense of summer yeah you know how yeah. how just subconscious just little details that you don't think about yeah. when you step outside in summer I, I suppose you know in America you hear crickets yeah and these the it's the same kind of thing when they're outside there's just all these bugs sounding in the background mm-hmm. there's moths flying around you know and mm-hmm. um, just little touches like that give a very yeah. real sense of place I think it. in all of his movies too I love for some reason the footsteps mm. whenever they run you can yeah. hear it and yeah. that's not something that you I've noticed in other animated yeah. films but I love the way his characters run mm-hmm. and I love the sound they make when yeah. they run yeah I love it I love the way he yeah. animates running people for some reason it makes me want to run yeah. Yeah, I don't true. know why. Yeah. And then the sound that comes with it. So Shizuku, um, you, you kind of get the sense that she's a little bit maybe... Uh, she's not really interested in boys yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, her friends are all getting interested in boys. And it's kind of that age when... Uh, and this definitely happens. Yeah. You, I, you see this a lot where certain people will like come on to the opposite sex yeah. really early. <laughs> Others won't. She hasn't yet, but her friends are all starting to. So there's there's these dramas emerging around her where yeah. her best friend likes this one boy, but he likes her yeah. in this big twist. Really dramatic. And it's super awkward <laughs> yeah. and dramatic. And they they handle it in, a, in the way like... Yeah. You can tell he's mad at her because she doesn't like him yeah. back, you know, and they handle it kind of in a way that 14 or 15 year olds would handle this situation, yeah. you know, not very maturely, but it's also very intense. Yeah. The feeling they like love each other yeah. or he loves her. You yeah. Know? This boy loves her, but yeah. she's just not interested. And you kind of get it. He's you, you see right away that he's. He's a boy you would have a crush, like a normal girl would have a crush on right. at that age. Yeah. Her best friend has a crush on this boy. I forget what his name is. Um, it's a hard one to say. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to say. Um, but he's kind of a jock. He plays mm-hmm. baseball and he's kind of a big dork, you know, um, seems like a nice kid, right. you know, sort of thing. But she's not really interested in him. Yes. Um, and so that's that's kind of the setting is that these you know, everyone's kind of coming. Adult of relationships yeah. are starting to appear yeah. um, for these kids for the first time, um, and they're 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 handled in a very real way, mm-hmm. and where it's so intensely embarrassing to yeah, like somebody. Exactly. Like, yeah, that that scene where this boy walks up who yes. her best friend likes. And the way she, her best friend acts, yeah. is she just like turns away with like blushing. She, she can't, even can't even handle look it. At it. Yeah. yeah, look at him. Which I love how like how it, it's just it's it brings you back to being so awkward about liking mm-hmm. somebody and yeah. like just how yeah intensely awkward, embarrassing it is, yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah, it's really it's sweet. Yeah, but so she. Um, <clears throat> she notices one thing about the book she's checking out. So as she's reading all these books, like you said, she had a goal of reading 20 books over the summer. She's noticing one name in all the checkout cards that keeps appearing. Yes. Which is Seiji Amasawa. Huh? Seiji Amasawa? Here he is again. 
I knew I had seen that name before. Here it is again. And again. Seiji Omasawa. Seiji Omasawa. Seiji Omasawa. That's amazing. This guy checked out all these books before I did. This Seiji name. Omasawa. Kind of fun to say. Yeah. She doesn't know who this person is, but she's intrigued by the fact that this boy... Or it, she assumes, yeah, it's a boy. I assume that's a boy name in, yeah. in Japan. Um, is checking out all the same books as her, but she doesn't know who Seiji Yamasawa is. Mm-hmm. She's never heard the name and she's never met him. Um, and um, at the same time, she she encounters this other, this boy who she's never met before. Mm-hmm. Um who really rubs her the wrong way. I love their interaction yeah. so much <laughs> yeah. because she leaves her library book at the bench on her one at bench and she has to go back and get it. Yeah. She comes up and he's reading the book. <gasps> You've got my book. Oh, this is yours, is it? Here you go. Shizuku Tsukishima. What? How do you know my name? Gee, take a wild guess. Oh, the checkout card. By the way, great lyrics. They're even cornered in the original version. And he reads the lyrics that she had written. She's been working on these lyrics, her own interpretation of Country Roads. So she had left them in that book, and he he makes a comment. Yeah. And says they're even cornier than the original original lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. And I just love it shows her walking home from their interaction and she's going, stupid jerk, stupid jerk, stupid jerk. Yeah, she hates him (laughs) all of a sudden. And she can't get over how much she hated that comment. It's even cornier than the original version. Stupid jerk. (laughs) I love it. It shows her being like, they're even cornier than the last. The original version, yeah. and like just like writhing and like how much she hates angrily him. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, so he knows her name. Yeah. He knows who she is, obviously, yeah. but you still don't know who he mm-hmm. is. <clears throat> so, as uh, the, the next kind of step in in this story is that she's going to her father to bring her lunch mm-hmm. to her dad at this library, which is a beautiful library, kind of yeah. on the side of this hill. And that's one of the things I also loved about this film is the way they animate Tokyo. It's clearly yeah. like a metropolis, and it's not its not animated in a way that um, is... It's, it's not a romantic view of it in that there's like... It's like they don't show anything ugly right. in it. Like, the buildings are very industrial. Right. There's trash on the ground. Not like horrible but it's also very beautiful yeah. like you can tell they have a beautiful they, they think it's beautiful and they're animating it so it looks beautiful in this yeah. interesting way where it's not romanticized right. but it's but they they it's a you get the sense of it's you can see why someone would love it yeah you know the city i also like the way they am anim- animated the city because it mm-hmm. feels um you almost start getting to know the city yeah. because it shows her walking home over and over again. Yeah. It shows her taking trips to these same places yeah. multiple times and you start recognizing yeah. landmarks. And I thought yeah. that was really kind of a fun way to do it. Yeah. Cause yeah. you feel like you start knowing Tokyo a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. At least in the nineties. Yep. And so on this trip to bring her dad lunch at this, um, at the library, a, she ends up sitting next to a cat yeah. on basically the bus. Yeah. It's not the bus, but it's like a train. Yeah. This cat gets on the train. He knows how to ride a train, apparently. <laughs> and she's just kind of intrigued by this cat. And so she follows the cat um, kind of on this long path. Um, 
and it takes her to this neighborhood on the top of a hill kind of overlooking Tokyo. And it's a beautiful neighborhood mm-hmm. that she's never been to before. And there's a... Um, the cat goes into this antique shop and inside the sand, it's a really cool antique shop with all these, this really neat stuff. She goes in there and meets this old man. Mm-hmm. And I um, mean, this kind of very instantly charming grandfatherly figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello there. I'm sorry. No, please. It's good to have visitors. Look around as much as you like. Who's work, who's building this clock. Or restoring it. Restoring a, this grandfather clock. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. This yeah. really cool grandfather clock that tells this romantic story. Um, and he, he shows her how, how it goes. That when the clock strikes 12, all this, this fairy appears. Mm-hmm. And um, this dwarf king like comes out. Yeah. And they're, they're looking longingly at each other. But, but they're, they're forever separated. They're forever separated. And he says, he says whoever, whoever built this clock had his heart broken or yeah. something like that yeah. was in love with someone that he could never be yeah. with or yeah. something like that um and uh so she uh you know she instantly hits it off with this old man is kind of fascinated by the shop and also the baron the baron the baron is that the name of the statue over here yeah baron humbert van jokingen <laughs> good name don't you think yeah, so explain what the bear. Well, is. so she sees a cat when she first comes in. It's a statue of this really uh, dapper cat. Yeah. He has like inside, a, yeah, inside mm-hmm. the antique shop is a statue of a dapper. It kind cat. of draws her in, yeah. to the antique shop, and um, it's it got, almost seems like it's alive a little bit, right? Because it's got these really beautiful eyes, and yeah. it kind of winks at her. That's, That's like only the, the one magic like magic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Where you know, did she imagine that, or was it a trick of the light? Because it's yeah. very subtle. Yeah, and um, and. The man, Mr. Nishi, is the man, the antique shop owner tells her that his name is the Baron yeah. and um, he's and she says it looks like he's dressed for a wedding and, mm-hmm. and they kind of talk about the Baron and his story but I don't think she learns his story at that point it's yeah. later on that she learns she his doesn't story. learn the whole story behind the Baron but she's fascinated by this yeah. figurine of this cat um, and so she leaves and I think she wants to she asks him if she can yeah. come back she sometime says, can I come back to visit mm-hmm. yeah but she leaves her backpack. Or, or her dad's lunch. She leaves her dad's lunch there as she goes back to the library. <clears throat> and she gets to the library and who should write up but the boy who she hates. Yes. Hey, this is yours, isn't it? Huh? Ah! Oh. You're kind of forgetful, aren't you? Uh, thanks, but how did you get this? Take a wild guess. That man, do you know him? Is he your grandpa? You must eat like a pig. That lunch is enormous. Huh? Hey, you! Concrete roads, everywhere I go. It's my dad, you jerk! He just makes her, like, even more mad at him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, man, what happens after that? Um, okay, what happens after that? Yeah, so I'm trying to remember, there's a little bit of a blank spot in my memory. Um, let's read the plot somewhere. Here. In some way, she has to. She goes back to the um, to the antique shop. Yeah, she returns to the antique shop later to uh, visit with um, to Mr. visit with Nishi. the old with Mr. Nishi, but he's not there. And instead, that's the right. young man is who, yes. who kind of drives her crazy. Yes, that's right. right. That's right. And um, 
she notices that the Baron, so she's, she's looking through the window. The shop is closed and she notices that the Baron's gone. Yeah. She can't see him in, inside the antique shop. The, the boy who, the stupid jerk, shows stupid jerk. up <laughs> and um, invites her to come inside. He tells her the Baron's downstairs yeah. being cleaned or something yeah. like that. Is your grandfather okay? His shop has been closed for so long, I hope he's not sick. Yeah, he's fine. He just likes to keep weird hours. I think his store is closed more often than it's open. Oh, that's good to know. I peeked in the window and saw the Baron's not sitting on the table anymore. Did somebody buy him? Oh, you mean that cat statue. Want to see him? Come on. No, he's just put away. He's put away. So he invites her in and says, you can look at him as long as you want. Yeah. I'm going downstairs. And yeah. she kind of like reluctantly is like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what she discovers is that this, this boy, his name is, uh, Seiji. Oh, does that come out yet though? Not yet. No. Not yet. No. Yeah. What happens is, um, she's looking at the Baron and the boy tells her that the, the partner to, yeah. he says, my grandfather will never sell the Baron. I will never sell the Baron. He wants to find its partner. There's another one? Yeah, he says that her name is Louise. But that's about it. Look as long as you like. I'm going downstairs. There. So yeah. she sits, she basically just stares at him until the sun goes down. Yeah, because like when the sun goes down, like this light shines. Yeah, in the, the light like, shines in his yeah. eyes. Um, so she's really fascinated by this Baron, this Baron figure. Um, so she goes downstairs and finds that um, the boy, the stupid jerk, the stupid jerk, is making a violin. He has like a whole violin shop downstairs. It's such a like an adorable shot too. He, he, I mean, maybe you don't notice because you're a yeah. guy, but just the shot of him like building his little violin at his desk is just yeah. so charming. You just you can't help yeah. but fall in love with him. Oh, we have Charlie. This Charlie, Charlie Dean. Moment brought to you by Charlie. What is it, Charlie? Yeah, can someone come and say? Well, not right now. You can't. He's all by himself. This was a long Charlie. So, so yeah, she comes downstairs. He's making a violin. Violin, yeah. It's nearly finished. Wow. You carve the entire thing yourself? By hand? How else would you do it? That is amazing. They've been making violins the exact same way for 300 years. But whether or not they sound any good is totally dependent on the craftsman's skill. That's really fantastic. I can't believe you can make something like this. It's like magic, isn't it? You're so weird. I can't believe some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. It is magic. You made a violin pop out of a piece of wood. Anyone can make a violin of that caliber. I'm not close to being good enough. And it I comes like out that he his his passion is violin making, yeah. and he does not want to go to high school. He wants to go to Italy to study with a yeah. master's to be a master violin maker. Yeah, and he's fighting. His parents his, are against mm-hmm. it, um, but he's really, really wants to go to to Italy to mm-hmm. study under this. Like the only people who can teach you how to make great violins yeah. are in Italy. Yeah, you know? so that's his goal. And um, she asks him. She asks him to play something for yeah. him. Would you play something for me, just a little bit? Give me a break. Come on, come on, won't you please? All right, but you're gonna have to sing along. What? Are you ready? I'm pretty sure you know this one. Um, this is an amazing scene. Yeah, this is like a scene that 
is just about as perfect as you can it's get. It's for... such a good scene. Yeah, and I, I like everything about this scene is kind of perfect. I think, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So, um, they, so he starts playing country roads, yeah. and she starts singing, and like the the way she starts singing. Mm-hmm. Is like perfect, like because she's, she's a little nervous. She's nervous. She can't look at him uh-huh. while she's singing, but she knows she like. I love has it because to. you can see the look on her face. Yeah. Is like I don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, I do not want to sing at all, but mm-hmm. I have to. Like he's yeah. he's playing this song. He's playing the song, and for she me. just gets like this steely look of like yeah, I'm she, gonna like, do it. off in the yeah. distance and like starts singing. Yeah. And and you can tell like as it goes yeah. she's like delighted by it yeah. you know by like singing this song yeah and she starts to kind of like loosen up uh-huh. over it um and while they're playing uh the grandfather comes back he was out delivering an antique or something with like two of his best friends mm-hmm. who are also musicians yeah they all just kind of walk in quietly yeah. and start playing along with them this like very so beautiful cute. version For me, I love this because, like, we're a family who sings a lot. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't seem weird to me, like, mm-hmm. when people kind of break out in song a little right. bit, you know, and, like, everyone's like, hey, let's all grab our instruments and right. play. And, yeah. like, everyone starts to play music and sing a song. So it, it's not like a musical, but it's like a moment that felt very real right. to me. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, and uh, and it's, it's, it's also one of those, like... Like for me, when I, you know, fell in love with my wife, um, you know, it was, yeah, Suzanne moment. Um, You know, it's when you start to fall in love with someone, it's like this whole, like you're fascinated by that person, but everything kind of associated with Mm. that person and like the world they inhabit a little Mm. bit. And that, that felt very like to me, like where she's drawn in, not just by like him, but like everything surrounding him. Um, like his grandpa yeah. in the antique shop and everything mm-hmm. is kind of like beautiful and fascinating, yeah. you know? Um, and it's like, if you come it's from so like, new and it's yeah. so like exciting and different. Yeah, and, uh-huh. exactly. It's like when you come from a place that operates a certain way and you, you, but you encounter someone who, who runs to a very different beat mm-hmm. than like the world you're used to. Mm-hmm. Like you would know that her family would never break out in song yeah, together, you, you know, you know? Mm-hmm. but, um, but this is just, you, you can see why she, this yeah. is such a, a beautiful magical moment, moment, magical yeah. moment for her. Yeah. So how does this scene end? Does it? Um, so it, it ends by him, um, telling her his name. Yeah. She, like, you realize. Well, like the grandpa calls this boy, the stupid jerk yeah. by Se- his name, which uh, is Seiji. Seiji. I never knew you had such a pretty friend, Seiji. <gasps> Seiji? Is your name Seiji Amasawa? Yeah, of course. Wait, didn't I tell you my name? No, you didn't. Yeah. And and she realizes that this is Seiji Amasawa, the yeah. boy from her book, yeah. who you can tell she kind of built up in her dreams of someone that was going to be this perfect man. And that's what yeah. she says. She freaks out. Yeah. And she's like, you can't be Seiji Amasawa. Yeah. He was going to be nice and... um. Yeah. What did she say? Like, nice and something yeah. and someone that we would have all this in common with and yeah. kind of flips out and yeah. everyone just laughs at her kind yeah. of. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Which she gets over that fairly quickly. She does. Yeah. yeah. You just see her kind of freaking out. But then mm-hmm. the next scene is them walking home, yeah. um, just he talking walked- really sweetly. Yeah. Um, and that that is a repeated kind of thing where as she... There's a, there's a lot of shots of them together, like overlooking, mm-hmm. like these, like kind of from a high vistas, po- uh, these vistas, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. how that ends with them, like on this hill, overlooking Tokyo, like mm-hmm. kind of by moonlight, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
I think there's a little bit of, you know, like kind of visual metaphor maybe there Hmm. about, you know, when they're together. Oh, that's Um, sweet. You know, Hmm. um, but so he, uh, yeah. So, so it's kind of clear that they're in love. Yeah, they're definitely in love. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, I think this is the moment when he, he's kind of dropping her off out front and they just, he just like grabs her arm or her hand yeah. And they just kind of hold hands for a moment yeah. and it's just so sweet. And yeah. like those, those moments, those like new moments yeah. it really captures. Yeah. And what ends up happening is it's the next day, yeah, the very next day he tells her, he, they, they meet. Yeah. He finds her in the library mm-hmm. and tells her, um, that his parents have decided to let him go to Italy. No, he finds her at school. Is that school? That's at right. school? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's that's a really cute scene because yeah. all ever it's so high school. I yeah, guess, they're huh? all just like hanging out in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Hey, Shizuku, you got a visitor. It's a guy. Hi, CG. Shizuku, can we talk for a minute? Uh, sure. Jessica. He wants to, he, he just found out that he, his parents are going to let him go to Italy mm-hmm. for two months, for like, what is it like two it's months? two months and then he's going to come back and do the graduation. Yeah. So if he, and that's the thing, it's like, they're going to give him two months mm-hmm. to figure out if he's any good mm-hmm. at this violin thing. Um, he has to kind of prove himself in two months. Yeah. And if he. To yeah. study under this master there and the master's going to be like, yeah, you, you have talent mm-hmm. or no, you, you don't have a shot at right. this. Um, so. So he's leaving. Yeah. And um, what Shizuku decides to do is, what does she decide? So she decides, she is super into, she goes to her friend's house and has a conversation and sort of convinces herself that she is not good enough for him. He is super talented and so much more accomplished than her. And she's just in the dumps because she feels like a loser compared to him. I don't get you. It's so cool. You could be writing letters and encouraging each other every single day. How could I ever encourage him? He's worked so much harder than I ever have. You are weird. Just because you haven't decided what you're going to do after you graduate from junior high school doesn't mean that you're not good enough for him. Everyone in school thinks you're talented. You've read more books than anyone I know and your lyrics are great. And you can tell people just what you feel. I can't do that. I'm not close to being good enough. Yes, you are. Mm-mm. That's what Seiji said. He isn't sure that he has any talent either. I should test myself like he is. That's what I'll do. I'll try being a writer. I've already got a story. I've got two months to see what I can do. And decides that to make herself worthy of him, basically, yeah. she is going to write a book in the two months that he's gone. Yeah. And that maybe if she can write this book and it's good, then she'll be worthy to like be with him, basically. Because yeah. yeah. she just is so in awe of him yeah. and, um, you know, can't believe that. Yeah, he's gone. It's, it is funny. Yeah. Like she she's definitely like in awe of like yes. who he is. Yeah. And um, he is. He's really confident. And yeah. like you, you think like you he's, can see see why she's so in awe of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he has this real gift. Yeah. He has a gift. Yeah. Um, So she throws herself into this writing this story, which Mm -hmm. takes up pretty much kind of the rest of of the film, which is it's 
And, and I loved too the way that they they did this. So I've written mm-hmm. uh, I've written two full books, and I've started numerous books mm-hmm. myself. Um, and I really, really identified with this part of where she'll have these kind of pictures in her head mm-hmm. that aren't really logical, and they aren't really connected to any. Um, any necessarily plot point, but they're very emotional pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll imagine like these scenes where she's like flying through this kind of fantasy. A raw gem in a vein of lapis lazuli. Ah, let us go forth together in search of the vein of lapis lazuli. Look, be not fearful. On the day of the new moon, space is warped. As such, things far away loom large, whereas things near at hand appear small. Come, let us fly. We will rise on the updraft. Um, like landscape with the Baron. Mm-hmm. The Baron is like kind of from Muse, her, her character that really inspires her. Um, the, the Baron Cat, right? Um, right. And so there's at this point in the story they'll they'll kind of break away to these fantasy sequences, um, and they don't really necessarily have a plot. That's it. We're riding the air currents. See that tower? We'll clear it in a single leap. Are you kidding? That's so high. Ah, it just looks high. You'll see once we get closer. No, you can kind of get like a loose yeah. idea that it's a fantasy story yeah. with the Baron and yeah. there's love. They're thing really going beautiful. On. Yes, these these scenes where they're and this is what the kind of the Miyazaki parts are is where they yeah. like be flying the through the air, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's this story kind of about the Baron right. that she's writing, um, and so she just like. <laughs> and like she doesn't pours sleep. herself into this she, story. She like doesn't eat. She doesn't do any school. She's she's totally like lovesick. Uh, to me, she's lovesick and just like thrown in this herself into this artistic creative endeavor. frenzy. Yeah, yeah, and no sleep, no eat. Her parents. Yeah. She's getting like really low grades. Yeah, and she ha- there's a scene with her parents, which I love. So yeah. her older sister is really annoyed with her yeah. because she's getting really bad grades, yeah. and she's like. You know, you're going to end up destitute just because you're in some stupid, rebellious phase. I'm not being rebellious. I'm going after my dreams. What dreams are you going after? You just goof around reading books. Stop the arguing, girls. I've heard enough. But, Dad, she's going to ruin her life if she keeps this up. Hmm. All right, let's go to the kitchen and discuss this. You're Mom not and Dad, she's like, school. you're not going to get into a good high school. You're totally blowing it. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're staying up all night. And... um. She, they, they've basically been fighting a ton, mm-hmm. her and her sister. And the dad finally love, is like, yeah, okay, that's enough. Scene. We're going to talk about this. So they all sit down and talk about it as a family. And I love the parents' response, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I would like, I, again, this, this is a story that I feel like, you know, the parents respond in a very wise way. Yeah. Where they're like... They're not the villain. They're not the villain which at is, all. Which is... Sometimes yeah. that happens in, in children's movies. Yeah. And they don't really understand her, but they trust her. Yeah. Which is the thing I loved about it. Where they were like... You work so hard in the library. Whatever you're doing, I know it's important to you. Honey, why don't we let Shizuku do what she thinks is best? Not everyone needs to follow the same path. All right, Shizuku. Go ahead and do what your heart tells you. But it's never easy when you do things differently from everyone else. If things don't go well, you'll only have yourself to blame. 
And I want you to eat meals with us, no matter how busy you get. That's right. We like to see you once in a while. Okay. I love I like that, that line. They said you yeah. can take the road less traveled, yeah. but it's going to be a lot harder for you. Yeah. And you if know? you fail, you can only blame yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't blame anyone else yeah. for this. Very you know? practical. Yeah. Just kind of like, like a wise okay. advice, I yeah. thought. Um, and so she's, uh, she, yeah, she just throws herself into this until she finishes the book. Mm-hmm. And she finishes the book finally and brings it to. Nishi, Mr. Nishi. Mr. Nishi. Because they had a deal. The she asked permission yeah. to use the Baron As for the their character. story. Yeah. And and he says, only if you let me read it first, basically. Yeah. yeah. Did I wake you? I'm sorry. I hate to bother you, Mr. Nishi, but my story's finished. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you should be very proud. So she brings him the finished book. And it's 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 like right at the end of the two months. Yeah. It, uh, she barely finishes it in time. What's his name is coming? Sage. Sage's coming. Sage's coming home yeah. like within a ne- the next couple days, it seems yeah. like. Um, so she uh, she brings in the book and he's like, well, I'll read it. She's like, can you read it right now? Yeah, she's so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Well, here it is. You're the first one to read it, just as promised. Whoa, this is a good-sized novel. Whisper of the Heart by Shizuko Tsukushima. I know it's a bit long, but could you read it right away? I'll just wait here if you don't mind. I could, but you've put so much into this. Shouldn't I take my time and read it carefully? I'd rather you read it now, because I'm kind of nervous. You don't have to read it all, just a few pages. And then, then if it's boring, you can quit. She can. She's like totally freaked out. She's she, like, "I'll wait. You yeah. read it right now." She's like, "Okay, let's sit down and have some tea." She's like, "I can't watch you read it. I <laughs> yeah. need to go outside, but <laughs> I want you to read it right now and let yeah. me know." Um, so you know, he very kindly reads the whole book right mm-hmm. there, and um, while she's like waiting outside in the dark, yeah. pretty much. Um, and what happens then? So it's a really sweet scene. He comes out and says, "So there you are." I finished your book, Shizuku. Thank you, dear. It was really wonderful. You know, it was wonderful. And she says, it's awful. The characters, the conversation's cliche and yeah. makes no sense. And No, it's not. It's a mess. The storyline goes all over the place. All the characters' dialogue sounds corny. You have to tell me the truth. I know it's a complete disaster. No, it's just a bit rough, dear. Like Seiji's violin. What I read was raw and heartfelt. Yeah. And I, I don't know enough about writing. Yeah, she says. I love She's that. like, I just don't I, know enough about writing. Yeah. She's bawling. And, yeah. and he just has a really encouraging. You should be very proud for all your hard work. You've dug inside your soul and found some real gems. Next, you'll need to polish it, which will also take a lot of work. Well, there's no need to be upset. Just have a little patience. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be crying. I wanted so badly to do a good job, but there's so much that I don't know about writing. And Seiji, he's so much more accomplished than I am. I can never catch up. I can never be good enough. (laughs) I see. You must be very fond of Seiji. Yeah, he, he, he uses this whole metaphor with this rock mm-hmm. that he has that contains a gem, but the outside of the rock is 
very it just looks like or looks like a black kind of stone. And he says, you know, to get at the gems here, you have to polish it mm-hmm. and then to even bring the gems deeper inside the rock out. It takes a lot of work um, and very, it's a, it's a long process, you know. So he says, you know, you've got some gems here, mm-hmm. but you have to polish them yeah. and, you know, keep working. It's not perfect. Right. But it's it's a start. You yeah. know, it's from the heart and it's good, you know. Um and uh, then he tells her, this This is kind of a whole other subplot. He kind of tells her the story of the Who Baron. Is, yeah. You were a student in Germany when you found the Baron in a cafe. Ah, that's right. I was captivated by his expression. It was so sad and mysterious. So I begged the owner of the cafe to let me buy the Baron. But he refused to sell it to me. He said the Baron had a female companion who was away for repairs. The two of them made such a beautiful couple, he didn't think it was right to separate them. So I told him that as soon as the Baroness was repaired, I'd buy them both. The Baroness? Her name is Louise, isn't that right? No one knows this, but Louise was the name of a woman I went to school with. She and I became very close. And every day we'd meet at the cafe to see if the Baroness had returned. Louise pleaded with the cafe owner to sell me the Baron. She promised to buy the Baroness and hold on to her until the two statues could be reunited. Finally, the cafe owner agreed, and I left for Japan with the Baron. I promised Louise that I would return to Germany as soon as possible. And I vowed that when the Baron and Baroness were reunited, so would we be. But the war began soon after my departure, and I wasn't able to return to Germany until many years later. I visited our cafe, and I searched all over Germany, but I could find no trace of her. I never saw Louise or the Baroness again. It's just this sad story of, you know... Yeah, and it opens... that The whole scene opens with him having a dream about Louise. Coming back, yes. Yeah, which is very sad. He says, I've grown old waiting for you. I didn't think you would return. Yeah. Um, And so he's, what you kind of see is that he's the, you know, he's the Baron. Yeah, he's the Baron, essentially. And, and, you know, his heart, he is the one who's lost the love. You know, that's why he understood the grandfather clock in the beginning, Mm -hmm. was that he had someone he loved that he could never be with, you know. Um, And so... So uh, Suzuku, after this experience, is kind of like done. Like yes. the creative energy is gone. Like she's she comes back and t- she comes back falls asleep. Yeah, she just like she tells her parents, "I'm going to work hard. I'm going to study hard. I'm going to go to high school." Yeah, you know. And um, she realizes she needs to learn more to be a good writer. Yeah, that's basically yeah. the the conclusion is that like she loves writing, but she's not she has good to go enough to school. yet. Yeah. She has to work hard at it and become to learn to become a good writer. Yeah. Um, and uh, she wakes up the next morning. It's very early, still dark outside. Mm-hmm. And Seiji is outside on his bicycle. Yeah, like, she like looks out the window, window and yeah. he's down there. Yeah, waiting for her. Exactly. And um, she like runs down, yeah. and he tells her that he got he came home a day early. Yeah. And that his master kind of told him the same thing. Like yeah. you have talent, but you need to study more. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not quite ready. Yeah. And so, um, so he's going to go to high school too. Yeah. He's going to stay and, and go to high school. Um, and so what they end up doing, um, well, aren't you? Yeah, they go. Well, they take a bike ride. He, like he has something he wants to show. Her, yes. He says. And they take a bike ride up this 
you know, up these giant hills and he's in a hurry to get yeah. there. Yeah. And they get to a beautiful vista. Yeah. Which I, there was this one scene though where he's trying to ride with yeah. her up the hill know, and it's like that. too steep and he can't <laughs> make it up. So he wants to do it. He like had this like picture he's in his like, head. like, I decided I'm going to carry yeah. you up this or ride with this, my bike up. Which She's like, no, back. I want to help you. Yeah. You know, and I, I like that scene, mm-hmm. which is kind of a little thing. She's like, you really can't should. just decide something and yeah. do it. You know, yeah. you need my help. I, yeah. I want to help you. Yeah. So they go up this hill together to the top of like this really high hill overlooking Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and they're, they're standing overlooking Tokyo, like just as the sun's rising. Mm-hmm. Amazing. With all that mist, it looks like the ocean. Yeah. This is where I come to get inspired. You'll see in a second. And the sun comes up, and it's just beautiful. It's this mm-hmm. beautiful scene. Um, and uh, what does he say? He, he says, could you like, yeah. ever see us getting, getting married? married? Yeah. And she says, like, yeah, yeah or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, yeah. a funny something that you wouldn't see in our movies necessarily. Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe he's just a very serious guy. He is, yeah. And she goes, like, yes. She, like, she blushes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and then he, like, basically just, like, grabs me. He's like, what does he say? Like, he says, Shizuku, I love you. I love you. And, like, the movie <laughs> And it's, like, ends. this big hug. And he yeah. has this cute, like, grin on his face. They don't kiss face. or anything like that. No, he yeah. just hugs her and is like, I love you, Shizuku, or something yeah, like that. exactly. And that's the end of the movie. And then you've got, like, yeah. really beautiful uh, country, roads. country roads and yeah. cool credits. And that's the story. Yeah. So, what did you think of this movie? I loved this movie. <laughs> I loved it's a hard it movie so to dislike. Much. It's so good. The yeah. characters are so sweet. I love everyone has. It reminded me a little bit in a very, very, very odd way. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, which is hmm. one of my favorite movies. Um, everybody is um, is. <laughs> Like, okay, so in this movie, everybody has their love story, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's yeah. love story is in a, in a different place. It goes differently. Yeah, yeah, her best friend, it's kind of like this little crush love yeah. story, but you have her little love kind story Kind of typical going. teen love. Right? Yeah, and then you have the, um, you know, Mr. Nishi, who's the, the grandfather who yeah. lost a love and is it's forever heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. And then you have her love story, which is kind of just a perfect, sweet love yeah. story where they have a really sweet connection mm-hmm. and it ends up, it's a happy end. Um, And I think in Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, everybody's kind of going through something um, and kind of doing the same thing Mm -hmm. in a different way. Um, So kind of I like when movies do that. Mm -hmm. I think it's really a cool way to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of keep a theme going and see it play out with all different characters. Yeah. I think that this contrasting it to like other. I'm not a huge fan of teen romance at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and so I don't watch a lot of like even romantic 
comedy movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I guess I have seen a lot over my life <laughs> enough to, to like really you've seen one. You've seen them all. <laughs> you kind of have. Yeah. I think there's they all follow a really predictable pattern, right? Of like if you're going to do romance, you have this kind of whirlwind thing and you know it ends with a big misunderstanding and then there's like uh this big you know dramatic like restoration of running and following the taxi cab Uh, exactly you you know know. yeah and um you know very romantic but very like disconnected from reality completely like there's really and that's the reason i never really liked them is because they're all situations that I completely don't identify with. Right. Like that's not how I met like someone a, and fell in love with them. A you magazine know? writer, the girls in magazine writer yeah. in New York City. They're these two opposites and just like and he's you know, like a sports editor. Yeah, for, exactly. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just they're they're these weird fantasies mm-hmm. almost. Um, and so this story was. Even though you might say it's unrealistic for... It's a very mature relationship they have, almost kind of instantly. I don't think it's unrealistic. I think they're mature characters. They're both mature people, is what... Yeah. Yeah. And that... It kind of reminds me of, like, for me, like, yeah. when I... You know, I met my wife at, when I was 15 years old. Yeah. And I was, like, instantly in love. Uh-huh. And we got married when I was 18. I I yeah. met Steve at 18 and was yeah. married at 19. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. <laughs> so, I know how that feels. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know... Like when you meet someone and it... And you know you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it... So it really rang true to me and just the way they interacted too, Mm -hmm. where it wasn't... It wasn't necessarily like this kind of like whirlwind attraction, but it was like deep admiration Mm -hmm. for each other Mm -hmm. um, where she really, really admired him and he loved her. Right. You know, and it comes out. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It comes out that he's been watching her for months and he's and he tells her this before he leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why he, he was checking all the books is because he was just trying to get her attention yeah. in some he way. He said, I walked by you in the library and then I sat right next yeah, yeah. to you. And finally, I decided to start checking out books and yeah. maybe you would notice me if yeah. my name was in the card. And that actually worked. So. Yeah. That's what uh, works. And, yeah. he, and he says, and now I'm leaving for Italy. It's crummy timing, isn't yeah. it? And she's like, yeah, it's crummy. Yeah. So. And. And also, I love, like, the funny thing about the ending is, like, he's such a cool character. Mm-hmm. All the way through until the very end yeah, where he, he like, like can't contain it, it anymore. <laughs> he like totally loses his cool yeah. at the very last scene. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of like can't like contain yeah. and like. Love you, Shizuku. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's just a, it's just a relationship that felt very real to me. Yeah. You know, um, and. It just was very true to the characters, I thought. And I thought I liked the relationship also because they inspired each other and mm-hmm. kind of and kind of yeah. with the metaphor of her pushing him up the yeah. hill with the bicycle. She yeah. they helped each other yeah. and they they pushed each other and exactly. had like a real relationship that was yeah. kind of really sweet and functional. Yeah. I think that was it. They both inspired each other. Yeah. You know, like she wanted to become a writer because of him. Yeah. You know. Um and so that's yeah, that's uh that's really I think how you know, I don't know. I just identified with it a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean um and also the other thing I really liked about this movie was just their whole it felt also very real the whole creative process. Yes, I was going to say I almost felt like this movie was maybe um 
Hayao Miyazaki telling his fans yeah. what people ask him all the time. Like, yeah. you know, maybe people ask him all the time, like, how did you become successful yeah. and what did you do? Because I felt like it was the kindest way to, like, talk to people who want to be like him. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. It, it felt um, in the scene where Mr. Nishi and her are talking about, it's the stone is mm-hmm. the geode that has the emerald yeah. inside that needs to be polished. He's, he's talking about the creative process and how... Um, like how hard it is to get to those gems. And then mm-hmm. once you find the gem, you have to polish it and polish it. And then you still have to keep polishing and you know, all it's just so intensely hard and you, you know, to get your, your vision mm-hmm. out there. And I thought that was him talking about yeah. to his fans or, you know, or mm-hmm. just explaining what he had to do to become who he is kind of. Yeah, I, it, exactly. I mean, you know, G.K. Chesterton said anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Yes. You know, he's not saying it's good. You know, you should do try to be bad at something. But you to have- be good at something, you have to be bad at it first is is essentially what, you know, I've realized in my life mm-hmm. is that, you know, I when I the thing, you know, like I, I'm a fairly good guitar player. But when I started off, I was terrible. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing. No, I think people don't realize. And it's funny when I talk to people who are like, oh, it's just so hard to play the guitar, you know, <laughs> and like, like my fingers hurt when I do it. And like, as if like, yeah, like fingers all never like hurt. good guitar players didn't have the exact They're same experience. Yeah, on their fingers. exactly. Yeah. The exact same experience and start off like, you know, with, mm-hmm. you know, this innate ability to, you know, uh, you know, can yeah. combine their motor skills with, you know, their left hand and the right, right. and press frets really hard or yeah. something like that. It's just, you know, I was terrible and I was probably had a lot less natural talent than a lot of other people, mm-hmm. but it was something I loved so much. That I just kept doing it more and more until mm-hmm. I got decent or mm-hmm. good at it. Um, and that's, that's the thing I've had, I've realized also with drawing, which drawing, is why I did one drawing writing, a day everything. and writing is that, you know, you have very little natural talent. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if anyone has natural talent or they just have natural love of something. I think it's love. I think if you love it, you'll do it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing you find about like great writers. Yeah. Um, every great writer I felt is, is they all just have a history of like love of their craft mm-hmm. and they weren't the best when they started off, but they just wrote like crazy yeah. or they drew like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see these these artists you're like what the heck how are you able to draw like this yeah. and it's like well that's from you know a good couple decades of doing nothing but that right. and which um, is when i start getting yeah. really really bitter that i'm a nurse and a mom because i'm like <laughs> yeah. i can't yeah. i wish i could and it's funny because <sighs> like say let's like take writing and shizuku because yeah. you know this is something that i've i've thought a lot about we have a weird we have this weird thing today where i feel like um you know, we, we all want to be the JK Rawlings, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're this kind of rags to riches story. You write this huge hit and bam, now you're like the richest person in England and you have movies made and you're this, you're really obnoxious. (laughs) You're obnoxious. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you're this, you know, you, or the, um, the stupid movies, um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. You know where yeah. it's like you get picked up and now yeah. you're world famous. Exactly. There's a real there's a real um narrative I think established of 
you know, you write a book, it gets mm-hmm. adapted into a movie. Mm-hmm. Then you're like this kind of, and then you're on the movie st- set. Stephanie like, Meyer is a great example. Stephanie of Meyer, the, um, yeah, the these others, people who write their first book and they get, it's a hit. You know, she had a dream a about something yeah. and then she wrote a book and now she's yeah, famous. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a lot of dreams. Overnight. And so you, from the outside, you look at like, well, that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. You just have this story and you know, yeah. you just tell it and it's wonderful and people love it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we're at a weird time where like, it actually kind of validates that narrative, mm-hmm. you know, of that, that like, I have an idea or I had a dream or I had this picture in my head and I'm going <laughs> to write a story about a hunky, sparkly vampire. And lo and behold, yeah. it's a phenomenon. <laughs> the world goes you know, crazy. Exactly. Or Fifty Shades of Grey, which I've yes. never read. Um, I read a page in the library. It was scarring. But it's, it's fanfic, right? And it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's from what I've heard, it's absolutely terrible. It um, is. The page I read was like, every, you only need to read one page and yeah. you'll be like, got and that it. was my impression. I've never, I've tried to, I started, before Twilight was a thing, mm-hmm. I tried to read it. I've read like, all of the Twilights. And, um, and the first page, like the first chapter I couldn't even get through, I was like, I don't get it. Like, why is this so bad? <laughs> um, same thing with the Aragon series Aragon. with Christopher Paolini, where I was like, oh, this looks good. It had a cool cover. So mm-hmm. I picked it up and it's written by this 17 year old kid. That was mm-hmm. a little weird. Mm-hmm. But the first chapter, I was like, well, this reads like something a 17 year old <laughs> kid would write. I don't know why this is published. Well, I blame the publishers. Well, that's the thing. There's a market for it. Yeah. Um, and there's now there's, I think, and it's just a narrative that continues to repeat itself defying all odds. I think it's because people will buy crap. I think youth will buy crap. I think you, well, there's a certain, there's a certain market for crap because, okay, here are the thing. Those book hunger games, twilight. What's the one? Allegiant. uh, Oh my gosh. Divergent Divergent. is another story where it's this young, this young lady. Same, same idea. Nothing wrong with her. I, you know, God bless her, whatever. Right. These are the most horrible books I've ever read. <laughs> it was the most poorly written thing. Right. And lo and behold, she's like 22 when they're yeah. being published. Yeah. And like, and now she's like a big successful author. Yeah. I mean, she wrote four best-selling books. Yeah. So all those books, just off the top of my head, yeah. um, I don't know where I was Huge going with that. Makers. Oh, they're for youth. They're yeah. not books for adults. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're youth books. And I think that's an insult to youth. We don't need a youth section. Like, well, I just think if you market something, give it a nice cover, mm-hmm. and really, you know, and 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 you know, if yeah. the vehicle is basically a movie adaptation, there's just a money making machine there, right? Exactly. So those are those books. But then, as a culture, because we like to read mm-hmm. easy things, you know, ice yeah. cream instead of like a yeah. real meal for your book. Um, Adults are grabbing onto these and they're becoming huge, you know? And the funny thing is like, I feel like when I grew up as a kid, there was probably, I could count on one hand the Mm -hmm. amount of authors that wrote books that I wanted to read. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Susan Cooper would have been one of them, the Dark is Rising series, Lloyd Alexander, um, you know, the Chronicles of Pyridin, but there was no real market for young adult fantasy. Right. So you had to be really, really good. It had to be very, something very special to even get published right. as in the young adult kind of fantasy genre. Now it's, Ever since Harry Potter, yes. any crap can get published. Yes. young adult, They're like, give yeah. me young adult fantasy. Yeah, young give adult fantasy. Me. We'll adapt it into a movie. We'll put a cool cover yeah. on it. It's basically just kind of like a uh, like a, a trailer for the movie now. I almost feel like these books are. Right. You know? <laughs> so that being said, you know, we just live in an age where I think people want to become authors because there's this like glamorous... There's this idea of like, I have a story to tell Mm -hmm. and like, it's like my story is special and it's Mm -hmm. magical and like, I'm going to, 
write the story and it's going to make me famous and, you know, maybe we're in a crazy enough time that it, it, it very well might, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's a story worth telling. There has to be a love triangle, though. Yeah, there has to be a love triangle <laughs> with a hot vampire or something like that. Two really hot guys. Two really hot guys. And a really girl, guys, who, doesn't and a girl who doesn't know she's hot. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> and, and so that's the thing that really frustrates me that I loved this movie for was that Basically, the the resolution for both of them mm-hmm. is that you have talent, but you're not good enough yet. Yeah, I mean, you hard. have to work hard at this. Yes. You know, you're not ready. You know, your first try isn't going to be your, your first try. Success. Is, yeah, is not going to be your success. Yeah. Um, and and to keep working at it. Um, yep. And that's I just feel like something that, man, I just wish, I wish our you know. I wish more people would would say like I don't necessarily want to be published. I want to write something worth publishing, mm-hmm. not like I'm just going to like you know exploit this weird system we have right mm-hmm. now that allows junk to be published. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the thing I realize is because I, I love writing and I want to write books and stuff like that, and I've written two, but. I kind of realized, like, if it's worth publishing, it will be, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't worry about it because mm-hmm. if it's not, it's not, mm-hmm. and like, it's I, not a waste. Yeah, I don't want to become like someone who's who wants to be an author. Mm-hmm. I want to write something worth reading, right? You know, and if it's and just the for love me, of writing yeah. is why you write, not exactly. because you need to be published and make a movie out of your book. Exactly, and if, at the end of the day, if it's just a story that I only I'm the only one who knew about the story, mm-hmm. or someone very close to me, or mm-hmm. whatever. That's okay. I don't need millions of people to read this, mm-hmm. you know. And if if there happens to be, you know, a place for this, but I don't need to, um, you know, it, it's much more about the the writing of it and and writing something worth publishing at mm-hmm. the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that takes hard work. That takes years and years of hard work. And like you said, being yeah. bad at it. And it takes being bad at it and recognizing that you're bad at it and yeah. being, okay, you know, being okay with that. So, uh, I, yeah, I did want to read a quote uh, when I watched this movie. Um, uh-huh. I was like, I have to find this quote. And this is um, our cousin actually wrote a book or writing a book, Sadie. Uh-huh. Uh, she's on Instagram, Sadie underscore reads underscore them underscore all. <laughs> so she has a bookstagram. Yeah. Um, but she she posted this quote and uh, I found it through her. So it's the Ira Glass this quote. is Ira Glass. Yeah. Do you mind if I read no, it? Read it. Okay. It, yeah, totally it says, um, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish somebody told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is a gap. For the first couple years, you make stuff and it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that you that got you into the game, is still killer, and your taste is why your work disappoints you a lot of people never get past this phase they quit most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you're still in this phase, you got to know this is you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It's only going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be just as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You just got to fight your way through it. Ira Glass. Hmm. So I love that. I know it's, it is so true. Exactly. It's absolutely true. Yeah. 
Um, and that's that's what I love about this movie too. And honestly, that's what I love about Ghibli mm-hmm. overall is that the hard work aspect, the work aspect, in the in the fact that um, you know each one feels like something from the heart. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. say each film that I've watched by them never feels like, okay, we've got the Ghibli formula. Mm-hmm. We're going to bust this out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if we go back to Disney a lot. Even I, I even Pixar. Or Pixar. Pixar. Exactly. I mean, as much as I love Pixar movies, mm-hmm. they don't feel like Ghibli movies. They don't. They don't feel like as much of like something directly from the heart. And from the, like we yeah. talked about from one person's yeah, heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so there's, they just have that, that kind of personal creative spark to mm-hmm. them that I just love, you know, and this movie I feel like is, is kind of a tribute to that in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just, it's not really just a love story, but it's about like, there's the story of like what inspires you mm-hmm. and you know, what makes you want to create mm-hmm. and, and just that. I don't know, just the way they got into her head when she was writing and just kind yeah. of the scenes they would flash on of what she was picturing, what was going on in her story. Just really, it was it was by someone who's who's been inspired yeah. to be creative, you know, and, and yet struggles with putting that exactly. into Exactly, you see how much form. pain it was yeah. for her. Like, yeah. the one scene at the end when she's just, like, laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah. She, she, like, falls off her desk and is yeah. just, like, laying on the floor weekly, flipping through things, like, yeah. being... And it just makes you see, like, it's like this birthing process, exactly. you know? The labor of love. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I mean... I, I, this, this film to me comes with like my highest recommendation. Yes. I think so many stars. Yeah. So many stars, all the stars. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can't say much more of it than I love it. I've, it's, it's been one of those films that like that the, from the first time I watched it, I was just like, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it twice. You did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, cannot be more highly recommended. Um, it's a classic. It's definitely one I've watched many times throughout the years, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I will continue to. There's mm-hmm. just there's a lot to it, um, and I it's one that I, once again I'm happy to show my kids mm-hmm. because I feel like it gives you like you know uh, it, movies that are overly kind of romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to be a little bit careful with with kids just because I don't like. Like Disney Channel does this a lot. There's oh, certain yeah. shows where it's like about like boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want like my kids thinking necessarily about that. Or that it's, it's very, normal to have a boyfriend when you're 13 years old. Yeah, or just because like. Because it's not. And it's usually weird. the way it's just really immature. And it's like yeah. I, I want I want them to have more mature relationships right. than that. Like I feel like this is, this is a story about young love mm-hmm. that is handled in a very mature way. The way young love should be. Should be. Not just because you exactly. have a crush on someone, but that yeah. you have admiration, you have, yeah. you it's know. someone you admire. Exactly. exactly. Mutual respect and yeah. conversation and. And yeah. yeah, their relationship is something that is a good model for you. Yeah, it brings out the best in both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yes, great film. Yeah. Any even I like that. It, I mean, there's no romance in, I mean, very little romance yeah. in the previous movies. And it, it was interesting to see Ghibli's take on romance yeah. because it was, like, spot on. I couldn't have asked for anything better. I'm trying to think. I feel like his... There's there's always slight romantic tension. Tiny bit. I mean, spirited yeah. away, like it's like, is it there? I don't even. Like, I feel like you know? that's not really there. It is a little tiny, tiny bit. It's just like bit. so slight. So I mean, Nausicaa, yeah. like kind of a little bit there, like yeah. you know, with that pilot guy, yeah. um, Porco Rosso, just like. 
honey bit there. Yeah. So it's like just it. it's never the main plot though, where it's yeah. it's this hinted was, at. Yeah, this was definitely the most mm-hmm. clearly romantic thing. Which is just so like yeah. I loved to see the way they did romance mm. as opposed to other animated um brands. <laughs> <laughs> that we say. <laughs> that that that's a lot of times me. <laughs> Um, that that's the main the, the kind of yeah. the plot driving. How did we miss this? And how also did I not talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> think about every Disney romance, like how that functions. Okay, how about Pocahontas? Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> where one this is a children's movie, and she's like thirty, and like <laughs> she's not a little girl, and and he's like Mel Gibson, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and their fun. love stories like. Yeah. What is their love story? I don't know. So. I know. Just yeah. Just think of the. Okay, I will give Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Yes. High exception to that because yes. I feel like that is a very beautiful love story. Beautiful love story, but generally they're not. Cinderella. Eh. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Eh. <laughs> oh, Little Mermaid. Eh. Love that movie, but. but eh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pocahontas. And eh. yeah, um, and I will say. Aladdin pretty eh, yeah. too. Uh, Tangled, some thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Tangled, Tangled gets good. a gold Tangled, star. Tangled good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah I can't even think Aladdin of is, yeah, mm. I mean, they have sort of a connection, but it's pretty lame. It's, it's, it's I would say more work went into that than generally goes into Yes, like where Disney both event. of the characters are developed. Snow White. <laughs> what the? But that he to me is... Sing- yeah, you know what? You're right. It's a fairy I, tale. I accept it. It's I accept it tale. because it's a fairy tale. And it's mm-hmm. it's just really sweetly done. Yeah. Um, You're right. I agree with that. But I think the problem with Aladdin is I don't like either of them, really. I like Aladdin okay, but Jasmine is just annoying. She's annoying. Like, you don't want them to be together because yeah. you're like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Run, Prince Ali. <laughs> yeah. She's not worth it. <laughs> She's not a prize to be won. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. A whole new world. And then they did Lion King. Doesn't count. Oh, yeah. That's a bad romance, um, too. Yeah. It's hard to identify with two lions. It is. It's just hard to identify <laughs> yeah. with two lions. And even though Can You Feel the Love Tonight has been sung many a time by me. Yeah. Um, Gotta say, Pixar hasn't really done any romance, have they? Mm, not really. Have they? They're, they feel they're like more family films, you know, where it's yeah, like but I, I, like a buddy film or yeah. like a. I guess Wally, Cars kind of had a romantic. Wally so has like that was, the romantic robot. Lions are hard to identify with than uh, two cars falling in love. Are very oh hard yeah, when they take like their with. romantic drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess Wally did. That was kind of two robots mm-hmm. falling in love, which is cute. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, nothing ever touches the complexity or depth mm-hmm. of this film. Um, so highly, highly recommended for all ages. Yeah. Um, I don't think the kids were kids scandalized would... by the stupid jerk. Stupid jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. They were all a little bit like she, she says idiot, say too, yeah. I think. So we don't say stupid in our family <laughs> or, or jerk. jerk. So yeah, there was a little bit of skin. Some cussing. Um, I think that it's probably not. I don't know that little kids would like it. Yeah, it's more. It's much more of a young adult. Maybe like adult eleven thing. and up yeah. would like it, even mm. though anybody could watch it. Yeah. If you bleeped out the cussing. Yeah. So that. Um, so that is any any other final thoughts on that? No. I mean, highly recommended. Highly. Yeah. It's I'm, it definitely soared to the top of my list. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so next week, uh, I think we're going to continue the hot streak with uh, Princess Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Yeah, and this is this is could not be more different from Whisper of the Heart. Yeah, um, you know we're going from totally you know slice mm-hmm. life um, present day to kind of epic fantasy. Um, but again, one of my favorites, yeah. another high point in the Ghibli filmography and in Miyazaki's filmography. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, but PG 13. Oh, and it kind of earns it. Okay. So definitely not something, uh, to show the little kids. Okay. Um, this one I have seen long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. So I'm going to have, but it was, I barely remember any of it. Really like it. Yeah. It's a good one, but, um, Yeah. Looking forward to talking about it. All right. All right. Thank you, Rosalind. Yeah. We'll talk soon. I think we'll okay. have a lot to that cat. Hi. Your little kid is done. Right on, epic cat. Right on. Culture Zoo is a production of One Drawing a Day. You can learn more about Culture Zoo and One Drawing a Day and all sorts of other things at onedrawingaday.wordpress.com. You can follow Culture Zoo for regular updates on geeky stuff at Podcast on Twitter. If you want to buy amazing t-shirts featuring our podcast logo, among other things, you can purchase them at store.culturezoo.com. 